Hello, everyone, and welcome to Pucks on the Dasher, a hockey podcast. I'm your host, Adam Glass, and with me this week, my co former co-host, Tyler Hebner. Hey, I'm back. Doing your intro as I, like, have a frog in my throat, and I'm doing it as a question, so that's really solid there. But at least I'm here to take, so you could drink and there's no dead air, right? That's true. I can I can drink on my podcast without there being dead air. <laughs> and I will fill it in with, um, and, uh, and, ah. Uh. Sometimes the biggest problem when Sean comes on is I can drink too much. Ah. Um, and yeah. then it's like, oh, geez, yeah, gotta no, I gotta, out. I gotta get in here somewhere. <laughs> Classic. Uh, Okay. So, have you been watching? Let's just do the what. What have you been watching and or playing anything decent or interesting? Uh, it's been I mean, it's been what a month or two since I've been on something. Like yeah, that. probably. So, I have watched The Walking Earth. Jesus, I've watched The Last of Us. You uh, watched Jesus. <laughs> I've also watched Jesus. Me and James Reimer are real close. You and James days. Reimer are super yeah, tight and, with Jesus right Ivan now. Provorov, just yeah, hating just, on the gays. Just, just watching just watching jesus um while he watches me um no i've been watching the last of us we watched it all i've been watching mandalorian as it's come out um as well which has been um i hope it gets better i think like the bar is so high for that show now that it's to me it's just like okay when is the cool stuff gonna happen um the last of us was really good that's about been the extent of what i've been watching i think playing um i am elbows deep in call of duty ranked play uh to the point where it's become a problem um where i am getting way too competitive over it um and climbing up trying to climb up the leaderboards and stuff it's kind of reinvigorated my desire for call for cod i guess you could say um beyond that i bought madden i bought the new madden that came out which has been fun because i suck at it um and i've been playing nhl like always but that's that's kind of like the recap i guess you could say <laughs> you have such a varied amount of games you play shooters or sports <laughs> well i mean like i have uh, the playstation plus pass so i do have access to a lot of different games i could play i i like to say i don't have enough time to play like an like a rpg type style game or something like a single player story but it's not that I don't have the time. It's just that I don't have the desire to jump into, um, to like jump into the to the story and have to remember stuff and like go through the grind of doing repetitive tasks over and over again. Like Hogwarts Legacy was definitely something I was considering getting, and then I kind of had some people buy it before me and kind of tell me what it's all about. And I'm not a huge Harry Potter fan, anyways. And was like, yeah, that sounds boring as fuck. Like I'd rather not do that. So that's um, that's kind of where we're at. And also, um, I went on vacation last month, um, and I read all but like three chapters of Dune, the actual book. Um, so I was reading a book as well too, which is something that I can't say very often. Have you it. have you seen the newest Dune? Yes, I have. Did you enjoy it? Yeah, I did. I I watched it before. I read the first like three chapters of dune and then stopped because like i read it in the i read <laughs> this is gonna sound bad i read it when my life my, when my wife was in labor for my second kid like as she was like as she was in labor i was reading this book and then when the baby was born i stopped reading it obviously um and then we saw the movie and then i've now read the book afterwards um i think i think it holds i think the movie holds up to the spirit of the book that was a high school book for me. Like I was supposed to read it for a project or something. Oh, and that's cool. Oh, that'd be sweet to read. Yeah, it would be. It would be cool, except like I just watched the movie instead, which <laughs> isn't the same um, exactly yeah. as the book. I don't know if I've ever actually read the book, but I have seen the original uh, David Lynch one, yeah. and I've seen the new one. Uh, I saw the new one in theaters in IMAX, Ooh. and that was pretty fucking sick. Yeah, that would be a real good um, it was good. definitely yeah. worth it from that perspective. And I kind of went into the new Dune just being, I had no expectations. I was just going to see it. And Dennis Villeneuve did it. And I generally like all his films that I've seen. So, mm -hmm. uh, and Timothy Chalamet, even though for some reason when I see him, I want to hate him. I like him in every movie he's in. So yeah, he's he like, was, he's a really good actor. 
he played a I can't remember the name of the movie, but he played um, a king. I think an English king. He played a king <laughs> in a medieval movie. Um, is it King Henry? I don't know. The Whatever. Name of that movie, I believe, is just called The King. Is it actually just called The King? I'm pretty sure it's just called. Oh the no! King. <laughs> yeah, but anyways, he was great in that movie. I, I need to good. see that. That's been on my to yeah. watch list for a while. Have you seen uh, The Last Duel yet? By the way. No, it's oh, on. dude, it's on Disney Plus now. I'm pretty sure. I know. I need to need watch to it. it. I, I think we were plotting the day after I watched it in theater. I think that was the last movie I went and saw in theaters. <laughs> oh, I would have loved to have seen that in theaters. It was great. It was great. I saw the newest Ant Man in theaters. That was a movie. Wow. Okay. Oh, hey, I'm up to date on Mandalorian. Avatar. Now I had to. I had to like skip five whole minutes of the podcast last time. I hate Avatar. Avatar. I hate Avatar. <laughs> <laughs> hate it. Hey, I could do five minutes on how stupid and dumb it is. You're at Pocahontas rip off there. Done. Yeah, well, that's yeah, that's pretty. Are we even allowed to say that anymore? What do you mean? I don't know. The whole Pocahontas thing is just awful. <laughs> well, oh, like the premise of Pocahontas, a hundred percent. Yeah, that's the, why it's the only <laughs> Disney movie that hasn't been redone. <laughs> like, yeah, that would go a lot differently if you did that live action like they're doing all the other ones. That's for uh... sure not good uh i you probably haven't but the director terrence malick who's noted for doing his style of filmmaking has very little dialogue and is more just like montages of beautiful terrain and stuff like that mm-hmm. he did his take on that story called the new world and colin farrell is the main character and i believe that he gets into uh, like a love Trist with a actress that is actually 16 or 17 when they oh, the movie. Jesus. I'd have to maybe, maybe don't take that as gospel, but I feel like that was definitely a thing. Because Terrence Malick is definitely one of my favorite filmmakers of yeah. all time because of how just different and weird his stuff can be. But yeah. Um I remember watching that one and being like, this one just feels awkward a lot. Yeah. I can see why. Yeah. Uh yeah, I don't know. Game stuff, just still playing that Metroid Prime Remaster, essentially, when I have time to play. Well, we're going to play Minecraft Dungeons soon. At some point. Yeah. Next time we come on, we'll be, like, fucking way too deep into it. <laughs> it's, uh, it's basically like mine. It's basically kind of like Diablo with Minecraft stuff, yeah. essentially. I also kind of want to play Diablo, too, but... I would play Diablo. I like Diablo. That, that would involve me buying it. <laughs> true, true. Uh, yeah. And if I was going to play Diablo, I feel like I'd almost want to play the second re Like they yeah. did a remaster of the second one. And let's, I go to the cow. let's go to the cow level. <laughs> did they have the cow level in it? Yeah. I think that was either two or three. That was two for sure. Yeah. They had the, the cow level and that's where all the cool yeah. armor and weapons were. But they God. were strong as shit. I knew some people that were obsessed with that game back in oh, the day. I was one of them, dude. Crazy. Definitely. Okay. Do you want to talk about some hockey? I mean, uh, you're the host. Uh, you tell That's me. true. Okay, so we'll start with our fantasy recaps. Since that was the last week before, we'll go into playoffs. Uh, if you make them, uh, as we'll find <laughs> out. Um, so I will start with the big pool <laughs> where where I pulled off a large 10 to nothing victory over the 17th place team. I ended up actually finishing sixth in that pool um, after kind of being on the outside looking in for a bit while being on the edge of the playoff race for a bit there. Uh, But I am playing the third place team and it is a rematch of the final last year in the big pool. Um, I'm playing last year's champion in the first round. He finished third. I'm sixth. So we'll see how that goes. Grudge match. Uh, Yeah. Grudge match for me. Um, he does have Makar, who, as Tyler would love to tell you, notably is uh, out right now, at least for tonight's game. Not ideal. And Colorado plays four times this week, so that means he'll only play three at most uh, if he's not hurt. And you assume at this point in the season, when they got really nothing to play for, they'll keep him out unless they absolutely have to play him. Yeah, Philip Forsberg, prime example. <laughs> fun, fun times. Uh, okay. So big victory in the big pool. I'm in the playoffs now. So as of next week, we'll find out if I'm out of the playoffs or moving on. Uh, over in the points pool, how did your final points pool week go, Tyler? Uh, my final points pool week went, I mean, good. It was meaningless for me, but I, <laughs> um, yeah, I won by a little bit. 
so my week was essentially meaningless, except if I won my week, then that meant the guy I was playing couldn't finish first overall. So I actually ended up finishing first. Well, I won my week and I finished with the most total points that week, which is I haven't done as a team in a long time. So mm-hmm. that's interesting going into the playoffs. I mean, Math- Mr. Matthews has finally come back to Mr. Matthews territory. So that's helping all my teams right now. Um, but I did end up finishing fourth, and Mr. Tyler finished fifth, which means that we get a first-round playoff matchup. Mm, fun. I'm super excited. Love Yeah, love we're this. both very excited about this. This is exactly where we would have wanted to meet. Have you wow. not started your players for this week yet? No, I have. I have, you have a, a big points. Uh, you have a big games played advantage, but I also had to put my car on IR plus. So uh, okay, that will be that will change. I was gonna say because it's, it's currently already predicting I win by almost thirty points, and I don't. Yeah, no, that's probably honestly it's probably gonna happen. Like unless I like I'm gonna have to make moves for sure. But I think I've already made two, have I not? Uh, or did I? Was that the other league? Fuck, grabbed the wrong thing. Anyways, uh, yeah, like there's no way I'm gonna beat you in po- in games played. So. It's either, you know, it's all. Yeah, what, what do we Sorry, have, I have here? No Why doesn't it, where does it say that again? Is it only on the app? Uh, no, it says it on the desktop. It says uh, to, on the matchup. It says the points and the points for and the and the games played. What are you talking about? What, what are you asking me? see it. Oh, whatever. Yeah. Uh, you want me to tell you how many games played you have versus me? Yeah. I was interested to know why there's such a disparity. Oh. Fuck, you're right. It doesn't say on that. Yeah, Yahoo sucks. What the fuck, man? We did this rant already. We've done this one. Um, You have 70 games played right now, and I have 60. Okay. So you have 10 10 games played ahead of me, which is not ideal. Um, And I have started my lineup. So we'll just uh, see how that that works for me. Can't go horribly, right? Uh, Well, speaking of going horribly, Tyler, it's time to talk about my auction pool team. (laughs) Yay! Hey, I was pulling for you, really. I really was. I did my job. I won my week. Um, unfortunately, so did the two teams I was chasing. Uh, so once again, I finished outside looking in in the playoff race in the freaking auction pool. I missed by four points this year instead of last year was one point. So at least I got slightly worse this year somehow. Um, how, how did your last week go in the auction pool? Last week in the auction pool went fantastic. Couldn't have went any better. I won. Well, it could have went better, but I won seven one. Pretty decisive victory. Um, after week nine of the auction league, I was one win, seven losses, and one tie. And I went on a massive winning streak from week ten to week twenty two, where I only lost twice in in twelve weeks. Right. 12, 11. Anyways, I lost only twice and I got all the way back up to fourth place. I was in dead last in this pool by a, a bunch of points early in the season. And I've, I came back pretty significantly and I would have won a division had I not been in the division with Kurt, <laughs> <laughs> which is, seems to always happen to one of us. It's either I dominate and win the division and it's not a race or it's Kurt. And this year it was Kurt. Uh, okay. So, the first big topic I wanted to talk about, but we do have our poo-poo performer and super duper star to do. So let's get those out of the way before we get into it. Okay. Um, my poo-poo performer, I usually pick it from my losing team since I didn't have one, but my auction team missed the playoffs. I felt like that was the proper team to pick it yeah. from. Uh, that would be Mr. Rasmus Dallin, who managed to have no points this week, go minus nine, uh, oh, and oh. have 11 shots and five hits. Jeepers, that's not ideal. No points in minus nine, Tyler. Yeah, that's not good. That's the, you're actively hurting it. <laughs> that's not great. Even the shots and hits, it doesn't matter. Like I could have no. picked up one. I could have streamed a guy off waivers all week and got eleven shots and five friggin' hit. For sure. For sure. Damn. Who who smells over on your team? Um, I mean he's he's an absolute stud for me, but had a bad last week. And it, again, it was in a matchup I won, so it really doesn't matter. But um, Jack Hughes only had two assists over the entire week. Um, negative three plus minus. He had one power play point and 15 shots on goal, and that's it. Um, so although he does pace my team in shots, but he just didn't put up any goal numbers this this uh, this past week. So that's who I'm going to go with. 
other, except for up until I think Sunday, maybe if they played, um, Jesper Brad had also been ice cold. Oh God, dude. Tell me I had, I haven't been, t- I haven't been, I actually have three <laughs> leagues. I haven't been in all three leagues. And, uh, yeah, he was the, one of the main reasons why in my big pool, I missed the playoffs, which started two weeks ago for some reason, but yeah, not good. Uh, okay. My super duper star for the week, uh, after a four point game on Sunday, on my big pool team, two goals, five assists, plus 10, 11 shots, eight hits. That is K. Andre Miller. Nice. Yeah, he's been good. He's been real good. Actually, you know what? Most of the Rangers had a good week last week, I'd say. Oh, they had two back-to-back 7 nothing wins. Yeah. That'll do it. I think uh, Truba on my auction team had was plus 10. Plus 10 last week. That's, yeah. I still lost plus minus. <laughs> but he, he did great. It wasn't his fault. Um, my super duper performer was from my points team, my points league team, and it was Kale McCarr had 19 points last week. One goal. Yeah. Yeah. One goal, eight assists, plus seven, six power play points, uh, had six shots on goal, three hits and six blocks. He was, he, I was, I met, I messaged my friend who's an abs fan and was like, oh my God, it's so nice to see Kale McCarr playing this well going into fantasy playoffs. And then he got hurt. <laughs> Fun. I'm so happy. <laughs> he was on a one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight game point streak. And in three of those eight games, he had three assists, <laughs> like three assists in that game. He's just That's... a dominant. He's he's the McDavid of defensemen. He's so fucking good. Uh, okay. Are you able to bring up the draft from the auction pool, like the results? Oh shit. Um, give me some time. But yeah, I know I didn't tell you, but I should have told you to have this in front of you. So That's it's okay. gonna be a lot better if you have it. Uh, Google Drive. That's okay. And you get to hear so, my really loud keyboard as well too. So sorry about that. The uh, the reason I am asking Tyler to bring this up is because we are going to do a little bit of hindsight look back on not only my auction pool draft specifically, given the fact that I thought I actually had a good draft this year and still miss the playoffs again <laughs> uh and we'll look at just kind of the draft in general and some guys that totally worked out and maybe some guys that were complete overpayments um because i see uh fuck god what a weird tory krug was the first guy drafted in this pool can you send me um can you send me the link to it in the chat if you don't mind of our skype chat I yep. can't log into the podcast email without sending your phone. A, yeah, you already did it. Two-factor authentication. Do you want the? Do you want the? Code? I already closed the screen because I was like, I'm not doing this fucking okay, shit. Okay, well, you already sent it to me, and I was like, is somebody hacking a Google on me? No, it was the fact that I was trying to log. I logged in with the password, and it's like, nah, passwords aren't enough these days. These damn, damn technology trying to keep our information safe. The uh, the more passwords and stuff they put on it, and the more times they make you reset, actually makes it less safe. Oh yeah, you want to yeah. ex- expand on that opinion a little bit more? <laughs> because the more times you make people change their passwords, the easier they tend to make them, that's so they lo- can remember them. Lo- you just sent me a Yahoo link, brother. I need the drive link. Why do you want the drive link? You said the draft that we did. What draft are you talking about? The auction draft. Oh. That's not what I... I thought you meant something else. Okay, well, I wasn't paying attention. I can do that myself. I have that up here. That's for later. Okay. What are we we doing? I can send you that, too. Um, We are really... Things have never... Haven't haven't been better. Um, (laughs) Draft recap. I got it. I'm good. You got Tori Krug, first overall. Yeah, but you know how it is with auction drafts. No, I know. That's what I was wanting to bring it up for. It was a number one troll uh, nomination, which is hilarious. So I'll just do mine, and then if you see anybody noteworthy that somebody else drafted, we could probably, like, Sidney Crosby for $23 was probably a pretty good deal. Yeah, I I would say so. UC Stars for $29 was probably a bit of an overpayment. Yep. OV for 40 was probably not great. Um, I don't know. I think you with the hits coverage there, like he's yeah, I guess that's he's true. He's still a top player, right? Are we just scrolling down the list? Is that what we're doing? 
Well, I wanted more specifically talk about like I Fiala for eighteen dollars was fine. So I want to just go to the teams page and look at your team. Okay, let's just do that then. So Kevin Fiala for eighteen bucks, sure. Evander came for $28. That's an overpay, probably, but only because he was injured so much this year, right? Yeah, so a lot of wasted that's hard there. to predict. Morgan Riley for $11 in any other year would have been a huge steal. Uh, and this year in particular was not, right? It, He's that still was been okay. Market, that was market value. Yeah. I have no idea how Claude Giroux has done it all this year. I have no shares in any Ottawa Senators across any leagues. Because they were so overdrafted this past year, I just avoided them entirely. Was Giroux good for seven bucks? He has 67 points and 22 power play points and almost 200 shots. Yeah, I'd say that's pretty good. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You then took Carlson, John Carlson, sorry, for 16 bucks. That's been a well. Well, it would have been good if he was. You can't blame the guy for being injured. No, but he was having kind of a not great year as it was already before he got hurt. So. It okay. wasn't ideal. Right. And then Pavelski for $10 is always, that's a great, right? Yeah. <laughs> My goalie pick. Bleh. Yeah. Cal Peterson for $4. Didn't hurt you draft dollars wise. Just like completely fell apart. Yeah. And I held on to him for too long and didn't yeah. get a decent replacement. And and then Jacob Verona for $2. He, his season is all over the place. So. Uh, and I did trade him for Vince Dunn and then stupidly Ooh. dropped Dunn. Oh, is that why I have Vince Dunn? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Love that. I so love dumb. that. So dumb. Oh, I love so that. So mad for at me. myself for that. Oh, Vince Dunn has been a small Basically, what happened is he essentially went like, I feel like I got him and he went like five games in a row doing nothing. And I was like, oh, fuck this trash. And then I dumped him oh, for somebody. God. That's and then hilarious. he just went off basically for the rest of the year. He wasn't even drafted in this league. No. Anyway. To fully um, for six dollars, I think it's fine. Solid, yeah. Trocheck for three dollars, solid. Good. Um, then you did your rookie thing with Kent Johnson and Marco Rossi for a dollar each, and neither of them have done anything really. Johnson's been fine. He at least played all year. Yeah. Okay. So play all year sometimes can hurt you. He's got thirty-four points in in how many games here? It's but, not awful. Yeah, I know, but that's not what like you no, know, know. League, you need to hit homers. Probably right? need like a 50, that's a that's 50 a that's a that's a bunt single. You need to be hitting home runs with these you know, well, dollar. Rossi dollar. got sent down, so it didn't end up costing me. Yeah, and then your keepers spot, are but... your keepers are your keepers, right? So. Well, I'm losing my goalies, so Knight and Bob are done after this year. Thank God. <laughs> done uh, with that ride. <laughs> yeah. Kako, I still have two more years left at two dollars, but I could easily buy him out for a dollar next year only if I really wanted to. Yeah. Uh, just to open up another keeper spot. I don't know. I'm not a hundred percent sure what I have three spots available to add for keepers if I want to, because Taves yeah. Devon Taves is done too. I might sign Kent Johnson. And then I kind of want to get a goalie, but my best option would be like Vejmelka. I could basically go through each team and tell you, like, there's for the for at least the first three teams I've looked at, there's like glaring, like this was a good use of dollars. <laughs> um, actually, the auction assassins really don't don't have one, but Roaring Lions had um, Jared McCann for a dollar. That's that's an amazing value pick with his last pick. Uh, District 5 had Jeff Skinner for $2. Yeah, he's, he's had a really good year. Unreal, yeah. Right? Um, let's take a quick look at the underdogs here. Uh, uh, Sergachev for a dollar. That's a really good pick. Eric yeah. Carlson for $2. Oh, my God. Hitting hitting Four. absolute home runs with uh, on the defensive side of things. For my team... Um, I kind of overpaid for everybody. <laughs> Clayton Keller for a dollar was pretty good, I guess. That's probably the only good pick I've had. Robin Lehner for four dollars was definitely not great. No. Yeah. I mean, hey, I was gonna, uh, I was gonna IR him the whole year, and then I've been injured in this league pretty much all year. Like guys have just been horrible, horribly injured. Um, Heiskanen but- for six dollars is really good. He's having a really good year. Yep. Yep. I mean, uh, I'd like it to be a little less than that. That's above free agent. Fifteen dollars on Marcus Foligno is pretty. Fun. Yeah, that was bullshit. But he's been—he's <laughs> a hits machine, so I'll take it. Um, for the Pelicans, Rasmus Anderson at two dollars is really nice. 
Um, Carter Ver- Clayton Keller at a dollar is sick for this season. Carter Verhage for one dollar. Holy yeah. shit. Guys, I'm going to score 40 goals this year. What a fantastic freaking draft. Um, Burakovsky for a dollar by phrase. Pretty solid. Uh, what else we got here? I know we're just kind of like naming out on Andrew Mangiapane for 22 bucks. Yeah, Holy that was fuck. that was the one that I noticed when I was looking at it <laughs> earlier today. That I was like, yeah, there's the... <laughs> I remember even when that was going as he was being bid on, I was like, what is happening here? Is there something with this guy I don't know? He's not that good. Why are you doing this? He had a decent season last year, but that whole there's so okay. So next year the flames are either gonna be a tire fire again or like so many of these players are gonna rebound and you're gonna get huge steals on them in fans. Like I really don't know what to think, but Charlie McAvoy only went for nine bucks. And like that to me is Four like years. Full fledged four year keeper. Yeah. That's a Norris trophy level level defenseman pretty much every single year. But other than that, like I don't really see too many. Like it was there was some good there was definitely some good picks across the board. Everybody's got a guy who you could like make an argument for. Um but yeah, auction is auction league's really fun. I really enjoy them. We actually have our um our baseball auction league starting up on Saturday. So I've got to very quickly get up to date on depth charts and uh get my my tears together oh i can't imagine doing baseball it would yeah be... I, try, I mean i'm trying to concentrate on hockey while i'm still in the playoffs but yeah we'll see how that goes That's... If, if by saturday <laughs> <laughs> by saturday it could not matter yeah it's that's very true yeah uh okay so i want since i have you on the podcast before we do our bingo update yes. i wanted to catch up on the kings with you oh okay because some stuff's happened uh, with your old team since you were on the podcast last. So I wanted to just kind of get up to date on your thoughts and feelings on those. And this is the one I've been holding in the chamber for, it looks like, uh, over a month now. And that is wow. the Mikey Anderson deal. <laughs> wow, that is a, that is that is in the chamber for a while. Eight um, years, $4.125 million. He's 24 years old. Who the fuck is Mikey Anderson? Mikey Anderson was one of the standout defensemen for the Kings last year. Very famously had half decently shut down McDavid in the playoffs last year. Like he was basically matched up with McDavid that whole playoff series uh, where they very famously took them to seven games. Um, Yeah. Hey, listen, again, we kind of talk about it. Like, is he the right age for an eight year deal? Yes. Is the dollar amount high now? No. And it's only going to get better as time goes on and the cap goes up, hopefully. Right. So a $4 million defenseman is like, what do you expect out of a $4 million defenseman right now? If I were to tell you the Leafs just signed a $4 million defenseman, what you're saying, what he's middle, he's like middle pairing. Yeah. You need like a three, four at that price. And right, right now he is, you could argue a two without E. Right, they brought in Gavrikov, um, which is fine, and they're gonna, you know, bring in. They're gonna have some other guys kind of come through the system as well, but, and I'm super glad they didn't trade Brant Clark for Chikrin. Could we also talk about that, like the the whole Chikrin situation? I'm very happy that the Kings don't have Chikrin right now. Um, Brant yeah. Clark, Brant Clark, notably leading all OHL in scoring since he got back there. Yep, Barry Colts. He's he's uh he's a fuck he's a beauty. Okay, so I want to talk about that trade too, not the Chikrin one. Uh, quick, a uh, first conditional, but that's conditionally based on the Kings making the playoffs, which they're obviously going to. So yep. I'm assuming that'll be a 2023 first, a 2024 third, and they get Corpusalo and Gavrikov, and then obviously the Jackets went and flipped quick to Vegas, where he's played fine. Mm-hmm. He's uh, played good. He's played better than fine. He's played good. Obviously, since the Kings made this deal, they've been going back and forth between Corpusalo and Copley, and they've actually played really well. Um, I don't know what, like, where are your thoughts? Okay, what are your, were your initial thoughts when you heard the deal? I mean, Gavrikov was the, um, he was the Ben Sherat of this trade deadline, and what I mean by that is, he's the guy where basically any hockey analytics, you know buff was saying 
don't draft this guy or don't trade for this guy. He is not good. He's not a shutdown defenseman, and he's a big reason why the Blue Jackets are as bad as they are. Um, so, you know, you hear a first-round pick and Gavrikov being in, involved, and you go, okay, that's not ideal. He's, and again, plus-minus doesn't tell the whole, whole story. In eight games with the Kings, he's got four points, and he's a plus-seven. So that's something. He's, it seems like he's been okay. The the interesting part for me was Corpusalo coming back the other way, and I'm not sure what they're gonna do with him, or if he if either or both of them are just gonna be rentals. I, I am on more on the side of I really do hope Gavrikov is a rental and that he walks in the offseason. I don't I, I want to see them aim I want to see them aim higher. They need they need another top flight defenseman because Mikey Anderson is would be a really good three, four guy to have like pair him with Dursey or like, well, however the pairings are, but you know what I mean? I ice time wise. Um, I'd like to see him more of a three, four than a, than a top flight guy. And, you know, Doughty's always going to be there and you need to have someone good to pair with Doughty. And I know, you know, top flight defensemen aren't necessarily, uh, you can't just pick them off of a tree, but I'm hoping that there's not a four to five year deal lined up for either player. Really? Um, I'm I'm hoping they can give Cal Peterson another shot, even though they sign Copley next year as well. the The goaltending scenario, the goaltending situation, is what concerns me most. Uh, I think the defense will kind of figure it out. They've got a lot of good prospects coming up as well too. Um, you know, Gavrikov's got to make less than Mikey Anderson, hundred percent, if he does get re-signed. Um, I am very down on phoenix copley overall i don't like that they extended him and i don't think he's going to be i don't think he's going to be this this seems very hamburger burglary for me with phoenix copley and i think next year there's a very good chance he'll turn back into a pumpkin and into what he has been his entire career he's a 31 year old journeyman goalie and i'm concerned that they're going to go the bennington route with him um maybe at a lesser cost obviously because Bennington won a cup but uh, I just uh, I just don't see it with either of these guys um I, I think goaltending is a big concern for them moving forward do you think they buy out Pedersen Peterson Peterson whatever well Pedersen had would have multiple T's in it um do they I I get I'd love to see them give him one more shot just give him another year like but but that's the thing is you're you'd be rolling into next year with peterson and phoenix copley as your goalie tandem and i don't think any team that is playoff has playoff aspirations can do that but i also don't think Jonas corpusalo and phoenix copley is a good enough pairing either um it's very possible they trade him or 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 buy him out uh, i wouldn't I think that there's, I think whoever gets him next is going to be very happy. I'll put it that way. I I think the goaltending situation is definitely the most interesting on this team. Um, do you, have you seen any progress in some of the younger prospects up front? Like Byfield, Kaliev, et cetera? Byfield's been really solid this season, actually. Like surprisingly so. I think there's been times where he's been playing, um, on the on the first line i think gabe velarde's success this year has been well documented as well too if you pay any sort of attention to the kings he's got 40 points in 60 games uh he's a tw- he's a 20 goal scorer now officially this is you know by far and away his breakout season um just to kind of look at byfield he's got about 20 points in 40 games right so similar ish pace uh byfield's gotten less games at the nhl level but um, you know, he, we always knew he was gonna, you know, kind of take a little bit longer to come along just with the age he's, he's young and, uh, like he's, he was young for his draft class, I guess you could say. Um, and he's a bigger body, which take, take longer to develop. So I fully expect them to just continue to ease him into the lineup. Like I bet you he plays a full year next year. Kaliev. I would say, I mean, he's points wise, he's having a better season than last year. Uh, last year, he had 27 in 80 games. This year, he's got 24 in 11. Um, or sorry, he's got 24 in, he's got 
24 points in 47 games, 11 goals. Uh, my mistake. Um, I, I kind of was hoping to see a little bit more from Kaliev personally. I wanted to see him like kind of take over a spot on, on the power play and like start to be, you know, kind of more what Velarde is doing, I guess you could say in, in the sense of like the development of him and just his overall prowess uh, on the power play, just, you know, becoming more of a, of a name, I guess you could say, but again, it might take a little bit longer. Um, and then Rasmus Kupari, who's another guy who I've, I've been excited about basically since I've seen him play um, in the world juniors for Finland um, has not developed in any significant way. It's two back-to-back seasons now of, you know, just not, um, not making, not establishing yourself, not making a name for yourself in any other way. So the, the uh, he's 23. So the the time for that to come is probably over, I would say at this point, and he just might be a guy. Um, but beyond that, I think like those are the big forwards that we're seeing, and you'll have some guys come up in the next couple of years. I'm just checking in on Turcotte now. Turcotte's not a guy that I really follow too closely, but you'll see guys like uh, Fajimo, Chromiak, Samuel Holinas, who had a pretty good World Juniors as well, Francisco Pinelli. Um, I'd love to see Akil Thomas get a shot at things because he's really good in the uh, in the AHL as well too. But just uh, kind of you know, some of the higher higher end draft picks haven't been quite as good as you'd hope for them to be. But guys are starting to you know kind of shine through. And again, it's a playoff bound team, so you can't expect Todd McClellan to you know just staple a freaking kid on the top line and just like figure it out as you go. It's not like this isn't the Anaheim ducks, right? Like you don't just get to figure it out as you go. Cause they want to make the playoffs and they want to win. It's funny. I actually saw Pinelli live yesterday. <laughs> oh, nice. how do you look? Good. Like, honestly, I've seen a bunch of Rangers games this year and he's definitely one of the few players that stands out. Um, I wouldn't say like, He's not standout as in, like, honestly, the one guy the last few years since I've been going to the Rangers more frequently that as soon as I saw him, I was like, okay, he, who the hell is, is Arbor yeah. Jack guy? Yeah. Like, I, I remember seeing my first, ra- the, what, last year, his, one of his earlier games with the Rangers, and anytime he was on the ice, you knew it. Like, you yeah. knew he was out there. Plus, he's that type of player, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, Pinelli's really good. Like I've seen him there for a couple of years now. He's been in yeah, he's, Kitchener's. Uh, I so. thought he was one of the leaders in the OHL scoring wise. I could be. He's mistaken. got 87 points. So yeah, he's he's having a, a pretty good season. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, like again, it, it, with the Kings, it, it's hard, man. Like they they've got this embarrassment of riches uh, in terms of like name value prospects, and it's just difficult for them to like come in and establish a role for themselves, like. Compare it to like Seth Jarvis in Carolina, right? He's basically bounced around the top six the entire year, right? And got a good opportunity in the playoffs. It's just not how the Kings do things, right? They've got uh, they've got Kempe, they've got Fiala, they've got Kopitar, they've got Deneau, they've got Arvidsson, they've got Trevor Moore. I just named the top six there, right? So like, yeah. where who's going to be bounced out of that top six, right? Uh, Arvidsson would have to be off the team for that to happen. You're not getting rid of either of those centers. Uh, Fiala and Kempe ha- are absolute like the finishers on this team, so they're not going anywhere either, right? Goal scoring talent between the two of them is off the charts. And then Trevor Moore is like a hardworking, you know, a guy you need, like a, the Zach Hyman type, if you will, right? A guy you need on a line to make it productive. And and again, that's more of a defensive line, anyways. Um, the Kings haven't gotten their rangers third line kind of situation yet where it's not like you know lafreniere hedel and kako where it would be like uh you know uh byfield uh kaliev and kupari or or who or turcotte or whoever like they just haven't done that yet um so hopefully soon like again it doesn't really matter if you're making the playoffs at this point i, I don't think it's you just keep going and keep doing what you do do you see okay so currently um they are second in the pacific they're two points back of vegas uh for first in the pacific they're going to make the playoffs um 
do you like where are you as a fan with this team is this just all gravy for you right now and you're still waiting for these kids to take the next step before you actually see them as like do you see that as um as a, having a chance at winning a couple rounds or something this year i would say so yeah i mean a lot would have to happen goaltending wise but as soon as they did the fiala trade and signed to and kind of rebuilt the defense in the way that they in the way that they did like i stopped worrying about the future right like i'm not worried about this this i'm not worried about quentin byfield developing into a number one center like right in three years i'm worried about okay this clearly is a playoff team we've got a r- really solid group of forwards we've got a decent like drew Doughty's career still you know humming along the defense is a good unit, I guess you could say, although I don't think it's great for goaltending purposes, but like they've got puck movers. Sean Dursey has been an absolute beauty back there. Like he's the, he's the type of puck mover that most teams would like to have um, in their middle six, right? Like just a guy who can, you know, kind of do it on the, uh, in the background, if you will, not have to, you know, take the hard minutes, like just a guy who can get the puck up to some good forwards and, yeah, I mean, really, it's just the goaltending now. So I'm at the point where I'm just like, okay, make the playoffs and make some noise and show, like, let's show consistent improvement year after year, right? Like, for me, it's more about the long term. Or sorry, it's the short and the long term. I think consistent winning with kids being in the lineup and kids coming up in a winning organization, you could potentially get yourself something like Tampa Bay. Maybe not that crazy, but I think a big reason why Ross Colton and um you know, even Braden Point to an extent are the way that they are is because they grew like they grew up, quote unquote, in in a winning environment. And they know, you know, they've got Kopitar and they've got Doughty and they've got Fiala and those guys know how to win. And it's a good dress. Like, I assume it's a it's a good dressing room that is open to, you know, hearing, you know, criticism and like they're working together and all that fun stuff. Um, and, and similar to Boston as well, too, I guess you could say, uh, as an aside as well, but that's kind of what I'm looking for. Like, let's build a long-term winner. Don't blow your brains out in the trade market every single year to like push all in for a cup or anything like that. Cause we're not, we're clearly not there right. As an organization, like you're, we're not, or they're not a Jacob chicken away from winning a cup in my opinion, right? They're probably multiple good defensemen away from winning a cup. Like if Brent Clark comes in and he's even you know, 80% or 70% of what McCarr and McAvoy and Quinn Hughes and those like really good guys are, I think then you're talking more like, okay, let's, you know, let's push to that next level. But that's like kind of where I'm at with things. So it looks like they're probably going to end up playing the King or the, the Kings, the Oilers. In they the will first- play themselves. <laughs> Uh, they'll do a rematch with the Oilers in the first round. It's just a matter of, it looks like probably who's going to have a home ice. Um, how do you feel about that? Not ideal because if we're, if we were to do our betting pod podcast, like we did last week or last year, sorry, I, the Edmonton Oilers are my New York Rangers of last year. Oh, like money on them all day. I would put money on them all day. I think, I think they could win the cup this year. I really do. And I'm going to put money down on it. Um, I just like the way, I just like what's going on there for, for the first time in a long time. Um, and I think they've got the horses now on the back end to kind of make a difference. So unfortunately, if, if it, like from a betting perspective and from what I think is going to happen, I think the Kings are kind of fodder for them in the first round. I hope it's a competitive series, but I won't be too upset if Edmonton beats them again because it's, it's a very tall task to get the two, arguably, two, let's say two of the top five players and forwards in the league for a team that has questionable defense and questionable goalies. I think that's tough. That's a tough ask. That uh, it would be a really like from a chaos perspective, it would be a really fun upset. Um, but yes. I mean, there's still there's still only two back of the Golden Knights for first. Like they could still take the division, and I mean, so could the Oilers. Yeah. Um, they're only well, they're more six back, but still, it's possible. Uh, so I mean, they could they could do a one. They could get one of the wild card teams, which looks like it could be the Kraken or the Jets, um, but the Jets have been shit in the bed lately, but it doesn't solve the flames as well. Both teams chasing them. So. Yeah, I, I think the Kings would beat either of those teams. 
that's probably a better really right now what the Kings need to try and do is run down Vegas for that first spot. Yeah. So it's Vegas and Edmonton in that first round. Yeah, and not, you know how much it hurts me to say that about the Jets. The first line, please, God, bonus, stop doing what Murray's did. Just play the band. He's so good. I don't know. As somebody who currently has the uh, Florida Panthers versus Detroit Red Wings game in the background, I think what Maurice has done in Florida has been completely fine. They were a 122-point <laughs> team last year. They're definitely going to, oh, wait, what's happening there? <laughs> yeah, this will be fine. Like, they even, they win the freaking trade. Like, everybody categorically says, oh, they smoked Calgary in that deal, too. Wow, and Kachuk's going to have, like, a 100-point season, and they're still, like, might not even make the playoffs. Yeah. Just they're beating Detroit right now, so that's good for me. Bad for you. Ever Haggy scored, it's okay. Okay, well, that's something for you. Okay, so I have two more things here before we will wrap up the podcast. One of them you should see coming, and the other one is the did you bring up the bingo? No, I can't get it. Oh, did you send it to me? I put it in the chat. Okay, I'm doing it right now. Ideally, you can open it. Oh, I forgot to check if this one's true or not. Shit. Is it a is it a tough one? It 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 kind of is because I don't. Okay. Well, it is and it isn't. It's just not something I would know off the top of my head. I requested access to the sheet. Can you please provide me access How the to the fuck sheet? Fuck, do I do that? It should be a little uh, a little 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 thing on the left hand. I think the left hand side. I don't know. I don't work on Google Sheets. I can't. I'm on a Mac right now. Yeah, but it's a Google Sheet. It should there should just be a little notifications thing that says give me access to the sheet. Give me that. Give me that. Give me that. Give me if that. If not, if not, just take a screenshot of it and uh I'm gonna eat the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. Would you, you know. would you tell everyone I housed Greg's burger? Yeah. Okay, here we go. It's sharing in the Skype. Okay. Took a screener. Ah, oh, blessed. Thank you. Okay, so uh, earlier what in the season, you are gray. Okay, cool. As oh, you no. should be able to figure out by the second one. God damn it! Very wrong on. <laughs> this is fucking. That doesn't count. Come on. Uh, okay, anyway. so if you are uh, been listening or heard this episode earlier in the season, uh, when Tyler was still technically a co-host, I believe. Uh, we did a prediction bingo for this season together where we made a bunch of random predictions and we're going to go over it right now because a lot of them uh, can easily be confirmed by now. Mm. Uh, and the, so we'll talk about it. The first prediction I made, and we'll each talk about our own, uh, I have an Islanders player rake 75 points. Brock Nelson currently has 65 uh, with 11 mm. games left. So it's possible. Right? Yeah. It's possible. The problem is Horvat probably would break that, but he didn't get all his points with the Islanders, so I don't know how that really works. Hmm. But I, I might be okay there. It, it's possible. So what was your first prediction? Uh, you're going to make me read it? Oh. Yeah. Matt Barzell outscores Jared McCann, and the only reason why he, <laughs> he didn't is because he got hurt. I, I don't th- I'm not taking a loss on this one. I feel like you... <laughs> I think from a points per game perspective, we we're probably I was probably looking pretty good, but I'm trying to verify that with actual data. Okay, next up, I technically am wrong, but they did take the player off their team. I had the Penguins trade Kapanen, Cat, well, Kasperi oh, Kapanen. I'll give you that. Uh, but he was technically waived and picked up by St. Louis, but he is no longer on the Penguins, so. That is kind of right. Uh, your next one is would have almost happened. It might still happen. I doubt it, but it could have. Kaprizov to be top three in hard voting. He's hurt, so probably not. Not now, but if he wouldn't have got hurt, there might have been an argument for him. Uh, maybe. Yeah, depends. Okay, so this one, I technically feel hey. like I, I technically get right, but technically get wrong. Um, Tr- Barry Trotz will not get hired. I meant as a coach, obviously. He's not going to be hired as a coach. He's being hired as the GM in Nashville, but that's not starting till the, like the end of this yeah. season. So I think yeah, I'm still I right. That. I give you that. Okay. Sure. You're keeping track of the rights, right? I'm just, it's yeah, it's fine. Okay, cool. Uh, you want me to read my next one? 
yes. Sheldon Keefe and uh, Kyle Dubas will not be fired, which I was correct on. Too good uh, of a team. As of right now. <laughs> as of right now. <laughs> <laughs> not be fired during the season. Okay, my next prediction, the Winnipeg Jets will make the playoffs. Technically, no. I'm still right as of right now. Yeah. You are. Oh, this was a fuck. This was uh this was a spicy, spicy one. one for me. Yeah. That is it right? I'm checking. I'm pretty sure as of right now it is. It is. Okay, yeah, yeah but they could win right now. Oh, this is this one's still pretty tight. So mine was the Sabres will finish higher than the Sens in the standings, which at the time, remember, summer of Pierre, I was I did not think that they were a good team. Yeah. The current so they're both 69 games played. The Sabres have 72 points and the Sens have 71. The Senators are playing right now. Um, and they're up one nothing on Pittsburgh, which is hilarious. But um <laughs> God, Pittsburgh just doesn't want to make the playoffs. They just they? don't <laughs> nobody none they're, of them wants they're to bad, play. everyone. They're the bad. Panthers in the playoffs. Woo. Spicy. Wow. Anyways, yeah, so that that one still up for up for debate. Maybe not after tonight will they be um, will they be ahead? But I think it's a lot closer than most people were thinking. Definitely a lot closer than most people yeah. were thinking. Okay, my next one: Coyotes have a home winning streak of at least three games. I believe that actually did happen. Did you not check it? I forgot to check this one. Oh my god! But I'm fairly confident as a Karel Vishmelko owner that this definitely happened at one point in the yeah. season. That's fair. Uh, okay, they literally just won three straight. They've just they've won four wow. straight games. <laughs> Fantastic. All them. at home. <laughs> Fantastic. Look at you. Great, great I knew call. I was right. There we go. Look at me go. Okay, you you were almost good with this one. Oh, I still could be. Yeah. Uh, I can't see the edge of what I wrote on this, by the way. I think it, that says of the avalanche. Hold on, let me extend within, this within ten points of the abs. So yeah, I yeah, am within um, ten points of the abs. I am looking good right now. I mean, it, I would say the Dallas Stars finish in second, second in the Central within ten points of the abs. The Stars are currently in first place in the division with eighty nine points. The Minnesota Wild are in second with eighty eight, and the Colorado Avalanche are in third with eighty six. So good pot. Like if Minnesota beats them in the last you know twelve games of the season, um, Dallas could finish second. They could also finish first, but again, Dallas doing uh, doing things. Okay, next up, next uh, you had this one too. Apparently, we yeah, was for this, this board was horribly made, by the way. Um, oh God, this one's wow. Oh, this is not. <laughs> I said that James Reimer gets traded to a contender at the deadline, which for many reasons now is problematic. <laughs> um, but he did not get traded to a contender, so. We got that one wrong. Lots he of goalies needed, moved, but he did not. I don't know where he needs to go, but I'm not going to say it on the podcast. Um, <laughs> only two or more, or I, my prediction was only two players have 50 or more goals. One player Ooh. already has 58. Another player tight. has 48 and 46. It is technically still possible, but not likely at this point. No. Man, Braden Point, number five. Whew. He might get and then. I had two predictions in a row here. Um, I had Jonathan Taze getting traded to the Bruins, which obviously did not happen. Nope. Hey, talking about things that probably won't happen. Although I think this is a lot closer than people think it is. Um, I said that Mason McTavish was going to be the Calder trophy winner. And if we, I think if we looked at the Calder voting right now, he'd probably be in second. And he's not actually that many points behind uh, Matty Beneers, who I assume is number one, right? I, I I would think so right now. Because Logan Thompson got hurt, and he's been hurt for a while, so he's probably not getting it, right? No, no, I would not think so. He probably won't even get nominated at this point. I, I don't know what McTavish would have to do in order to uh, in order to get it, but he's been playing a lot less minutes than um, I thought, but also less minutes than Matty Beniers. Uh, but you were, he's going to be nominated, so that's something. Yeah. Like McTavish will be one of the nominees, I bet. Oh God, my next two are so horrible. Oh. <laughs> so my next one is five or more coaches will be fired. That definitely didn't happen. No. No. Well, speaking of five, I can coaches, only think of Boudreaux. That's the only one I can think of this year. Really? Well, speaking of Bruce Boudreaux, I said he was going to be the Jack Adams winner. <laughs> so look at me go. I'm so smart. 
Oh God, what a horrible man! Who could like I can't that? I can't think of another coach that got fired. No, you're probably right. Uh, okay, I have Ovechkin will not break 40 goals. Uh, he's got to be close. He's I didn't. If he hasn't already beaten it. Hold on, I'm checking. I don't know why I didn't have Ovechkin this has 39. <laughs> oh, so technically, as of right now, I'm right, but he's definitely gonna break 40. <laughs> Uh, wow. Your next one's really good too. Yeah, my next one's a super hot take. McDavid will not finish number one in scoring this season, which co- honestly could not be more wrong than it is. Uh, I have now my could not be more wrong pick, which is the Atlantic Division will not have the President's Trophy winner. <laughs> <laughs> wow, we just, uh, I think we were running <laughs> at this point, we we're just running out of stuff. <laughs> uh... Oh, shit. All right, my next one is Phil Kessel will play 82 games this season, which I, that hasn't been broken, right? He's still going. I'm pretty sure he's still going, yeah. Because we would have heard like that the Ironman streak is over. It's not over. I don't believe so. No, he's I got think how many games played, and how many games played does the? I'm pretty sure they're at 70. Yeah, so we're that's still you're good. Playing. You're good, buddy. Yay! You're all good with that one. Uh, okay. My next one is Owen Power will not win the Norris or Calder. So that one I was definitely right Did on. people really think that was going to happen? I don't know. Hmm. I put All it right. in there, so it works. Um, my next one was Jesper Bratt will lead the Devils in scoring. And this was probably more for me than it was for as a prediction. But let's just <laughs> I, I don't think he is. He's not. I'm pretty sure Quinn, Hugh, or Quinn Jack Hughes yeah. leads them in yeah. scoring. Okay. Let's just assume. I'm checking. That's why you can hear me typing. Okay, he's checking right now. You can keep going. You go to your next one. Oh, go to my next one. My next one will be Kadri will have more points than Johnny Gaudreau. Goudreau? Goudreau? Goudreau. Johnny Goudreau, yeah. How's that? Did you look that one up? So, Kadri has 21 goals. Johnny Johnny Aki has 17. But Johnny Aki has 46 assists. And Kadri has 28. Bad year for Kadri. Johnny Hockey definitely smoking him. Kadri's going to finish under 60 points probably this year. Um, Johnny Hockey is a minus 29, though. So that's... <laughs> and, and Kadri has 21 goals on 230 shots. And uh, God, Johnny Hockey has 177 shots, but 17 goals. So mm, Better shooting percentage. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and your last one, we technically can't decide right now. However, it's looking good. It is looking good. The Arizona is playing well now, so they will not win the Connor Bedard sweepstakes was Tyler's. Yeah, I have Arizona not winning it. So it would probably be Columbus, I think, is the leader in the clubhouse right now. Uh, I think we did okay, actually. Uh, maybe. I we mean, maybe I mean we that. had a – we at least – I bet you were 50-50. Ooh. And then we had a bunch of, like, maybes. So that's not <laughs> – like, there was only a few where we were totally off the board on them. Fair. Right? Yeah. So that's pretty good when you're just throwing darts at a board kind of last minute. Yeah. Okay, Tyler, I have one more thing to end the podcast with. Uh, Since you're on here, we are contractually obligated to play this game. Oh, okay. And that is career laundry. Okay. Oh, boy. Or career countdown, I guess we should call it. Oh, career countdown. Okay. Career countdown. I was, see, now I'm all messed up. Yep. Sorry. Career countdown. You guys Since it is late in the season, we have a bunch of random guys that have played a bunch of games cool. that nobody's heard of. Okay, so re- quick recap for anyone listening: career career countdown is I pick guys who have played or players who have played ten to one games in the NHL, and I tell Tyler their name and what their current stats are and how many games they played, and he has to tell me what team they play for. Last time we played, uh, this, it's so bad. Fun reminder. For everyone, I do not pick the same team twice. So if you're paying attention, then you at least can kind of knock teams off the list. Okay, first up, we have James Hamblin, who in 10 games has uh, is a two penalty minutes and a minus three. No point. Hamblin? No, Hamblin. H-A-M-B-L-N? B-L-I-N. Hamblin. James Hamblin. What the fuck? And he's played 10 games. Jesus. Uh, let's go with the Vancouver Canucks. 
the Edmonton Oilers. Oh, damn it. Okay. Wow. That's, um, wow. That's something. Yeah. That's going to go uh, bad. Okay. In nine games, he has four penalty minutes and is a minus three. His name is Maxwell Willman. Jeez, these don't even. It sounds like you put these guys into a chat GPT fucking AI. <laughs> Let's not. Like, I don't even want to talk about that. Please, just not. Just <laughs> don't. I don't want to talk wow. about AI. I'm over. I'm over it already. What's the guy's name again? I'm just Maxwell guessing. Willman. Maxwell Willman. W I L L M A N. Correct. Let's go with the Washington Capitals. The Philadelphia Flyers. Okay, next up, we have in eight games played, he has two assists and is a plus three. His name is Jesper Froden. Can you spell it? Not that it matters, but... Which, the first or last name? I don't need the first name, that's for sure. The last, the last name. name is Froden. His F-R-O-U-M-L-A-T-D-E-X-A-N. What? I'm giving you the... Yeah, yeah, no, I just, it doesn't really... It does not help. All right. Let's go. Nashville Predators. Seattle Kraken. Oh, my God. I looked at them. Dude, I I seriously looked at them and in my head thought... (laughs) No, they don't have that many prospects. Like, there's, I would, I, I feel he's like 28, I'm... so I don't okay, know if so I, he's just a random a fucking prospect. dude off the street. God damn. Okay. Okay. In seven games, this player has recorded no counting stats at all. Wow. Um, like no, no goals, no assists, uh, no plus minus, and no penalty minutes. His name is Darren Radish. <sighs> so Taylor Radish plays in it's, Chicago. I would assume his brother. I'll give you a hint. They don't play with the same team. Yeah, thanks. That eliminates Chicago. Radish. Um, there's going to be... I feel like there's going to be a guy from Colorado on this list somewhere. Oh, Radish. Let's go. Let's go with Pittsburgh. The Tampa Bay Lightning. Oh, I'm pissed at myself because I thought that's where Taylor Radish came from. Taylor is in Chicago. No, that's what I thought he He did come from there. Yeah. So they both were on the same fucking team at one point. Okay. Next up in six games, he also has no goals, assists, penalty minutes, or plus, or he's even, I guess. Okay. His name is Rourke Chartier. Uh, I assume it's like C H A R T I E R. Yep. Okay. Uh, let's go San Jose. The Ottawa Senators. I'm not getting a single one of these. I'm going <laughs> to tell you that right now. I might In, be too. I might be too like out of the game for this game anymore. In five games played, he has one assist and four penalty minutes, and his name is Yuna Kopadin. Nashville. Boston Bruins. In four games played, he has two penalty minutes and is a plus one, and his name is Arnaud Durando. Montreal. The New York Islanders. There's no fucking shot. How many New York Islanders games do you think I've watched this year? (laughs) In three games played, he has one assist. His name is Vinny Iorio. What? Yo, Vinny Iorio. Can you spell that? I-O-R-I-O. What? Iorio. Or it could be Lorlo. Uh, The Washington Capitals. Oh, my God. Okay. Actually, it might be Iorlo. I don't really understand how they're font works um in two games played he has nothing and his name is anton levichi levchi uh i feel like i've seen this guy's name before san jose 
the Florida Panthers. Mm, All right. That was the hardest one. Last chance to get one right. In one game played, he is a plus one, and his name is Billy Sweezy. See, that sounds like a Boston guy, but we've already done Boston. Sweezy. Easy Sweezy. Detroit. Tyler. I went over. You went over 10 because Billy Sweezy plays for the Columbus Blue Jackets. Yeah, there's the Columbus guy. Wow. Yeah, I don't think we can play this one anymore. It is pretty hard. And this was actually one of the harder times to even get players that I didn't know. Yeah. Um, There wasn't that many players within the game's played limits for whatever reason this time. I will say, um, just for future reference, I have seen on TikTok some sports podcasts playing where it's it's like a tic-tac-toe grid almost. I think it's three by three. So think like there are three teams on the left axis and three teams across the top. And they he he puts logos across the top like different team logos across each of them like they're all three distinct logos and in the grid where they meet you've got to name a player that, that played for both played those for both. teams yeah oh. and like they play tic-tac-toe interesting yeah so just a game you could maybe play i probably need multiple people for that one i mean i could play it on my own but <laughs> especially if you go like it has to be a player who's played for them a lot like so someone in the last five years or something like that. Yeah, I'm sure you could do things to make it harder, but um, it's I, I always have a fun time playing it, not only for NHL, but also for NFL as well, too. Quite fun. In, interesting. All right. Uh, thank you for coming on to this podcast this week, Thanks Tyler. For me. And uh, to all you listeners, I will talk to you next week. Bye.